Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. All right, welcome Raider Nation. Raiders 17-16 winners over the Denver Broncos. And uh, we're going to talk about the game here on Silver and Black to get today, the post-game edition. Raiders go 1-0. Big road win against the Denver Broncos. It didn't feel like it was going to go that way. And we will talk about it. And as always, joining me is our voice of the fan, our good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, who's got to be really happy. Uh, wearing his uh, Raiders fan radio, like Jack Daniels looking shirt there, it looks like, right? Yeah, there we go. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, but uh, Murph, I'll tell you what, we, a lot of fans on Twitter, I always interactive during games, and a lot of them, as the Raiders rolled into halftime, the Broncos went down, scored, and uh, it didn't look good, and the Raiders defense wasn't playing great. There's just a lot of kind of, I think, first game mess-ups going on here. This team didn't look real disciplined at first, but listen, they come out with a win, 17-16, play big at the end. Yeah, that looks incredible. I mean, like, you know, there, I was I was down pretty bad there for, like, a lot of, like, the like the third quarter and then a lot of the fourth and whatnot, and, like, and and, and shout out my girl, Valerie, like, you know, like, hanging on the couch, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm dying over here because I'm like, this is – like it doesn't matter how much we change personnel, coaching, you know, strategies, schemes. Like it would still Raider football, no matter what. But then here we go. This team finds a way to be resilient in the end, and finds a way to pull out a victory. And I've said this for a long time on a lot of different, you know, on topics around the Raiders. The Raiders can have challenges in terms of like officiating and 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 those kinds of things. But the old school Raiders used to win in despair despite of those things. And so like, this feels like, I don't want to be a total prisoner of the moment, but this feels like a game that everything was working against us from Jimmy G taking a freaking hit in the first series and us going like collectively, <laughs> like, Oh my God, here we go. Didn't even take a game for this guy to go down to the cheap shot that happened. And, and, and what's his bucket should have been kicked out of the freaking game. If you ask me, but yeah. the cheap shot on Jacoby Myers, the penalties, the, and not only the penalties that shouldn't have been penalties, but the penalties by us that were completely mistimed and and ill-timed, I should say, like Luke Masters. Like, there were so many things that were so raidery about this, but we still won. So, like, I, it, that's incredible. Like, to go from where we were 
what, an hour ago to how this feels right now? This is freaking epic, man. I'm saying this is a great start to the season, and we've got such a tough schedule early on. Like, this was huge for the Raiders to lock this down, and I'm, I'm keeping track of the scores here on my phone. Let's hope the freaking Dolphins pull this one out. We're in first yeah. place, Scott. <laughs> it looks like it looks like they're getting close. That game's been crazy as well. But Raider Disrespect 777 had a good point. He said good teams find a way to win when they're not playing yes. the best football. And yes. clearly that's the case here. I mean, the Raiders, you look at how they started off. Jimmy G and the crew go down. They get the Jacoby Myers touchdown, of course, then the first penalty of the game. Don't get me started on penalties. Uh, after that, a taunting penalty. You get it a little hyped up beginning of the game. Okay, fine. It happens. But they look good to start off with. And then that defense, you see a lot of the issues that are still on defense that that presented themselves. The lack of pass rush up the middle. The Broncos did a good job. Russell Wilson got out of the pocket a lot early. That's why they were able to march down, keep the game close, especially in the beginning. But then as the game wore on, you saw the offense kind of start to tail off. They couldn't really get things going. You look at the Raiders and what they were doing on defense, and I had somebody say to me, well, you can't blame the defense on this one. The offense isn't moving the ball. Sound familiar? But you can because the penalties on defense kill. The penalties at key points gave this Broncos team a new lease on life. Then you had the roughing the punter call again. That's like a turnover. So you see this stuff happen. Now, First game of the season, the Raiders, very lucky they were able to come back and and be resilient and win this one. But, man, coming out of this game, there's a lot of discipline, a lot of things that got to be cleaned up with this Raiders offense and with this Raiders defense so that they're all going on the same page. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, just that turnover in the end zone alone. I'm like, what a mercy. Like, when can we stop this kind of stuff? Like, when can we stop throwing picks in the end zone and like, and listen, and I've, I've, you know, the, the times that I've been critical of Derek over the years, it's been that, that like, when you look at the numbers on paper, they don't look all that bad. But when you look at the timing of errors, that was always the biggest thing. It was like, it's one thing when you have an interception on the stat sheet, but don't have an interception in the freaking end zone for crying out loud. And then here we go. It's what Jimmy G pulls off. And I'm like, and, and listen, and and even on, this is like you want to talk about freaking, and I'm not. I, I, I hate to use the term sometimes because I hate to undersell uh, the and, and and do any disrespect to the actual term. But we got PTSD when it comes to some of these things. And when you, see, you hear Jimmy G yeah. go, "Oh yeah, that one's on me," I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, no don't say that. Don't, don't we don't do want to hear that. Flashbacks, flashbacks. Like, we've been there, done that. Like we don't want to. You know, I don't want to hear it's on me. Just freaking whatever. But point being though is that the Raiders ultimately overcame those mistakes. Like you couldn't have given the game to Denver any better. And then it starts raining and like all this stuff. And, you know, and, it, it, and it's bad enough that the announcers and everything else is just so slanted against the Raiders and it always has been. And so there's no surprise there, but it's just like, it just kind of piles insult on injury. And then again, you got the dirty hits and all that kind of stuff. So for the Raiders to, to, to pull this thing out, to listen, Patrick Graham, like, I'm not going to say he saves, saves his job on this game, but, like, he certainly saves himself a huge amount of criticism. He's still going to get some, 
But man, can you imagine what it would have been like? Because it's like, it's not even so much like scheming and things and it's like play calling and that kind of stuff. Like those things, I feel like we can't be critical of the early, not as much uh, in terms of criticism for the coaches, but the discipline, like, yeah. Bless it, man. Like, come on, can we stop with the stupid stuff, man? It's like, yeah. and so then that's got to be on, on, on the coaches. I was even thinking at one point when we started having all these defensive lapses, I'm like, you know, listen, I, I'll, I will defend Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler until they give me a reason not to. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh, wow, if we're really going to turn this thing, give this thing away, like how arrogant were they going into this game thinking that we had enough horsepower on defense to get this thing done? But ultimately, mm. in the end, they did. So. They did. I started, my brain started going that way and I started going down that hater path because I'm thinking like, okay, like I'm, I'm Mr. Positive in the off season, but give me a reason to freaking, you know, and a lot of other fans too, give us a reason and we'll start being hypercritical of what's going on. And I was thinking, oh, here we go. Week one, but, we're already going that way. But Murph, but, I, 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 I thought the same thing though with Patrick Graham because the defense was not performing well. The discipline, there was one offsides call that I could understand. It was the Tillery, the first one. Because Russell Wilson does have a good, I mean, he does, he's been known for it his entire yeah. career. So his cadence, he does it really well. So he, you get one a game, okay. But the roughing calls, all these other things that happen were certainly avoidable. But, but I thought the same thing. Also, we turn, we turn our focus, too, to offensive coaching. And I look, you know, Josh Jacobs, 19 carries, 48 yards, a two-and-a-half-yard average. Now, you got to give the Broncos a little credit. Their defense is not bad. They played pretty well up front, but the play calling at times, I'm not I'm not getting overly critical here because the Raiders won. But if you look at it, I was I, it was interesting. I had I had shades of last season when it seemed as though the Raiders offensive uh, um, game plan didn't include running. Okay, first couple scripted plays, first drive, yeah, you run the ball, and then they get away from it, and then they have to come back to it eventually because they need to. And it's, see, I felt that way. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, it was interesting, you know, and, and I, I, I feel like they got away from it because Josh was struggling. He was. Like, he really wasn't doing a lot early on. And so you even saw Zamir White get mixed in a little bit there uh, mm-hmm. earlier than we would have normally have seen him. And I thought, okay, well, maybe they're moving away from it because it's just not working. And then they, they started doing a lot of the, the play action. You saw the flea flicker and you saw like it was like they were trying to do stuff to, to kind of like, you know, I hate to say capital capitalize on on his lack of productivity early on but they started doing things to try to get try to get denver off the line of scrimmage a little bit there and then get him going but just like i said though like about you know um when things happen right josh struggled clearly in this game early on yeah but in the end when we needed a closer and it's raining and everyone in the whole stadium knows you're going to run the freaking football josh jacobs got it done and so I got to give him props for that. I also will applaud the the, the coaches for, for I, f- I forget the exact sequence of plays because it's just all so fresh and emotional in my mind. But like, I feel like they threw one there in the end that was unexpected. And so like for them to pull that stuff off, but for Josh to kind of close this game out, I mean, I, I yeah, no one wants to, to see your freaking, you know, your running back that, that you're paying $12 million a year, get 48 yards a game. But when did he get those yards? He got them when the Raiders needed him most. He did. And and the other thing I'll say, too, is that, like, Josh Jacobs might – and I'm biased, so I'm just – whatever. And there's a lot – most all of you listening, <laughs> I'm sure, are. Josh Jacobs is the best in the league at either avoiding that first hit 
or getting out of that first hit and then making a positive gain out of it. Like, absolutely. I mean, he's in midseason form already. Like, I mean, yeah. for a guy that wasn't around for the offseason, like, that was pretty impressive, man. Some of that stuff that, I mean, people are grabbing at his legs and everything behind the line of scrimmage, and he's just freaking wiggling out of it and falling forward for three yards, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you look at it again, and, and I think it's, it's, it's evident. I don't care how much, how good a shape you're in. And I know Josh Jacobs is in great shape because we saw him when he came back to the Raiders after signing his new contract. He was in shape, but there's in shape and there's game shape, getting hit by people shape. And I didn't expect him to come out and have a massive day, even though the record against the Broncos is so stellar. But you, you got to play into it. Just like people who were talking about Tyree Wilson being slow off the ball on defense. Yes, at times for sure he was. But again, he, he's, this is the first time he's played against live action since he was in college last November. So I think there's, there's opportunity there for the team to get better. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, ran the ball. Now, again, he's not going to run the ball a lot, but he had an eight-yard run. He had a big first down run there towards the end of the game. Nine carries, 11 yards as well. You mentioned the one carry by Zamir White for two yards. Jimmy Garoppolo on the night, Murph, 20 of 26, 200 yards, two touchdowns, the one interception, which is a tip ball. Uh, not yeah. a great pass. It was in a, into a crowd. So I'll, I'll give I'll give Jimmy credit for the interception because it wasn't like a bad tip. It was just not a, a well-thrown ball. But But overall, in his first game as a Raider, I thought – he was very efficient, and this is the kind of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's going to get a couple big passes here and there, but he's going to go down the field and matriculate and get you into the red zone and hopefully score there. Shout out Hank Stram there. Good pull, Scott. Like that, uh, <laughs> you got but it. Like that, like man, like you know, this is what uh, is interesting. So when you looked at and and. and you guys say this a lot on your show, and 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 much props to you. you. It's hard to talk about the current state of quarterback play for the Raiders and not talk about the guy that was playing before. And so this Correct. is not about like necessarily comparing players or whatever. But when we just we got to look at it's hard not to consider a nine year history. So when we look at Jimmy Garoppolo, no one came in thinking, okay, this guy's going to go th- throw for four thousand yards and you know forty touchdowns. Like, we didn't expect these big numbers. But this is the kind of game we expected. Like you said, 20 for 26. He throws for a couple hundred yards and a couple of tutties. Like, that's really all you need Jimmy Garoppolo to do. And if you can do that and you can score in the red zone, which, you know, again, not comparing, but let's consider what (laughs) happened today. Our last quarterback makes four trips in the end zone today before he can get one in for a touchdown. And it won him the game. So so props to him and, and the Saints for getting it done. If Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw three interceptions for crying out loud, then they probably lose that game. But point being, though, he got it done ultimately. But it was really not all that successful in the red zone. It was kind of like same old, same old. Right. But what do the Raiders do today? First time in the red zone, bam, touchdown. Like, it's, those are the kind of things that, like, that's what's going to win us football games. It's like being effective and being efficient at the times in which it counts most. And so that's where I was very critical of Jimmy G throwing that pick, that ill-advised throw, like you're talking about. Like that was terrible. He hung on to yeah. way too long. Yeah. He's got Devonte running. You know, I don't know if right it's the, in the middle, middle of the, the end field. Zone. Or yeah, like he's right there. Like so, that was not a good play by Jimmy. But if we can minimize those and do what we did in the first freaking drive, like yeah. You know, I'm, you know, the, the Broncos, I don't think anybody's expecting the Broncos to go freaking, you know, maybe not even be a playoff team. So I don't want to totally get at it, uh, uh, you know, crazy here. But listen, they're coached well. Russ is Russ. 
They've got some playmakers on defense. We did a lot of self-inflicted things today. So for the Raiders to ultimately pull it out, for Jimmy to have the game that Jimmy did, like it's, it's hard not to be encouraged at least a little bit. I'm not saying that we got to no, no, turn no, a boring no. eye to stuff that happened because we're, clearly we got a lot of issues to work on. Sure, but, but you got to win is, games. Yeah, they look I mean, they look better than a six-win team to me, Scott. Don't you think? Well, yeah this 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 three-game stretch we've been talking about it for weeks, right? It's going to be a tough one. You open up the you open up the season with two tough road games. It gets tougher next week against Buffalo, by the way. Yeah, but but you go. This is a division rival. This is a, a big deal. You have Sean Payton there, of course. He's he's one of the golden boys of national media because people love to talk about him. Uh, and so so for the Raiders to go in there and win, and all the doubts about them. Again, you need to put, I've said it all along, the Raiders need to put in the work quietly because nobody's going to give a damn about them. Nobody's going to give them any chance to do anything. And it's still too early to tell if they will do something. But you have to go step by step. It's it's a week-by-week league. The Raiders go out, didn't play their best football. They did at times towards the end of the game, Jimmy Garoppolo with a big fourth-quarter comeback. Was that, wow, that was a fourth-quarter comeback. They come back. They score when they need to score. They get the ball back. They hold on defense. To me, that was a big one. I said the comment before they went on that defensive stand. I said, look, they, they have got to stop him here to win this game. And they did. They stopped. And not only that, but then they got the ball back on offense. And what did they do? We saw a lot of times over the last couple of years under both coaches, different coaches, this team get the ball late in, in the game when they had a chance to, str- to, to wind out the clock and win the game, and they couldn't do it, punt the ball back, what happens? Other team goes down, scores, and wins the ball game. So I, I think you have to take the good with the bad. There's definitely things that need to be worked on here. You're not going to hear all unicorns and rainbows from us. But at the same time, enjoy the win and start to think about, okay, what are they? They got a lot of work to do if they're not going to get blown out in Buffalo, frankly, because Buffalo, if they put you down, they will put you down. So the Raiders are going to have to play much more spirited football uh, and clean football on defense if they're going to have a chance in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean we can't we're not going to get away with stuff like this. And I know that the the, the Chiefs lost in Week One, but like we're not going to get away with this stuff doing this against the Chiefs right. or doing it against the Bills or doing it against a lot of you know even the Jets and maybe even the Giants. We'll find out how good they are tomorrow night, like or tonight. I guess they're starting here in a little bit, but like um, you know the, we're going to find out a lot of uh, you know things about this Raider team. And yeah, and and if we don't improve in those areas, we're going to get smoked by any of those those other good teams. So th- there are things that they have to build on. But like you said, though, and I think this is important, is that. There's a lot of media outlets that will tell you week one is a lie. And it's true because mm-hmm. there are teams that, that that come out of the gate hot and don't make the playoffs. And then there are teams that look terrible in week one and then, you know, end up, you know, with a freaking bye week or whatever. Like It happens. So I, I so I'm not going to totally get crazy. But when you consider the idea that we got to take this thing week to week, this is week one. And at the end of week one, because now that game is over, the Las Vegas Raiders sit alone in first place in the AFC West. Now, I don't care how you feel as a Raider fan about the ultimate way that the game played out. If that's not something to get you at least a little bit fired (laughs) up, I don't know what it is because everybody else lost in our division and we hate them all like more than anybody. And we freaking (laughs) won. I mean, so for this week, I'm in. I'm 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 in, and I'm I'm, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to be excited about it, and, and I would encourage everybody to, to to find solace in that as a fan because it may not be like that tomorrow. We, I mean, yeah, we, next week, we, 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 you never. I mean, what what is going to 
just watch what media is going to do. And that I'm like talking about you guys per se, because you guys are completely different than, than what I think that a lot of the other national media is. But like, what if we go and beat Buffalo? What if we beat Buffalo on the road? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think Rich Eisen's going to be talking about? What do you think Kyle Brandt's going to be talking about? What do you think Colin Coward's going to be talking about? What do you think Dan Patrick's going to be talking about? These guys are going to be talking about the freaking Raiders. Like, and mm-hmm. like, what a cool position to be in. And, and I hope that the Raiders, and I'm sure that they are, are considering that idea that they have a chance to start putting a stamp on this season. And it starts next week against the freaking Buffalo Bills, who will be, what are we, like a like a seven-and-a-half-point dog, I think, yep. in that game? Like, yep. So watch the Raiders go in there and, and, and win a thing. Like That would be crazy. Yes, stranger things have happened, uh, but there's lots of work to be done. We're going to take a quick break here on Silver and Black today, which is an Odyssey original podcast. Do us a favor, by the way, if you don't already subscribe, even those folks that are watching us live on video now, go subscribe on the audio portion, and you'll get all of our shows all week long uh, wherever you get your audio. Uh, You're with Murph and Scott. We're coming right back after this.